Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Friends Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. I'm sorry, son, um, but uh, we do have an advertiser now, Ampsmart. So, uh, yeah, um, sorry, go back to your thing. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcast without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. Then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez. Thanks for joining on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. And I can't thank you enough for the Dark Fringe Army to uh, join us again this week for another brand new spanking freaking episode that I'm so excited about. But of course, I can't do any of this without my friend and my best friend in the entire world and my co-host, of course, Jay Glossy. Jay, what's up? What, what is, is going, going on, Dark? Uh oh. Oh, we are having some technical difficulties. This is going to be one of those evenings. Uh oh, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Ah, there we go. There we go. You sound good. What's up, Dark Fingers? That's what I was trying to say before my mic shut off on me. Ah, no, it's all good. Listen, um, thanks for uh, coming on the video. We're doing a nice video feed tonight for everybody. And it's, uh, it's something uh, new that we're going to be doing here and more often for you guys. So. It's a whole new world. world. It's a whole new world, man. And we hope that you guys enjoy it. So, um, you know, again, uh, thanks for uh, staying loyal to us and listening to all our podcasts and spreading the word. That's the most important thing uh, for us here at Dark Friends Radio because if not, uh, we don't go anywhere. So we do appreciate it very, very, very much. So, um, again, um, just to let everybody know how to listen to the podcast, Jay, do you want to enlighten people here how to tell them and how to, you know, how we listen to this podcast here, Jay? Uh, it's pretty easy. However you consume podcasts, whether it's on Stitcher, Google, uh, Google Play, <laughs> Google Play, uh, iTunes, if you can get a podcast, you pull up Dark Fringe Radio, uh, you can find us there, or you can go directly to our website, which is what again, Will? Our website is darkfringeradio.wordpress.com, so make sure you guys go there. It has all the links there for you guys to listen to. Um, we have Google Play, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, everything you can possibly imagine where you can get podcasts from. You can find our podcast. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. But when you do that, please give us a five-star rating and give us a comment favorable comment hopefully not like you guys suck ass or something like that uh, but yeah please do that for do us. that too it's fine. yeah well you know of course <laughs> but listen uh we do appreciate you guys doing that and of course follow us on social media uh you can do that at darkfringeradio.wordpress uh, i'm sorry excuse me you can follow us on social media on instagram itunes and facebook excuse me um follow us there and just follow dark fringe radio you can see all our postings everything that we do on a daily basis so Make sure you go ahead and check that out. So, uh, Jay, I just wanted to um, uh, get into the intro here, and that was uh, pretty much it. But um, I wanted to talk to everybody about a couple things that we're doing here. I know you have a project, a uh, pet project you're doing here on the side as well. Uh, can you let yep. everybody know about that, please? 
Uh, yeah, so what I'm doing is I'm developing a YouTube show for children's, what I work with all day, every day. And I, and I have been for almost 19 years. I have a special knack for entertaining children. So I've wanted to incorporate all my knowledge of how children can be entertained and how they can be uh, educated at the same time and mix into a, a fun show and put it out there in a way that is the easiest, easiestly consumed, uh, you know, it's easier to get something on YouTube these days for these kids than it was for us to get on cable. So I want it to be something that's going to get them up, get them motivated, uh, educate them, and entertain them all at the same time and not drive the parents too crazy. It's called Imagine Play with Coach J. Yeah, I mean, guys, go check that out. I mean, it's, it's something great for your kids to listen to. You know, we're trying to diversify ourselves here at Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, Jay's doing this as his uh, passion project on the side, and I'm here to support it 100%. What we're going to do eventually is have a podcast network where we're going to have a plethora of different shows all put together. That way, you know, you could go to one place and listen to basically anything you want to listen to. Um, it doesn't have to be all about conspiracy theories or paranormal. Um, what we're planning to do is have just a little bit about everything for you guys to listen to. So uh, that's the future uh, for here, us at Dark Fringe Radio. So Look forward to it. So something to check out here in the future. Um, again, I wanted to get into um, the next segment, Jay. And, uh, of course, you know what that is, right, Jay? I'm very cautious about emailing. That's the mailbag, mofo. <laughs> That's right, man. And I uh, just uh, wanted to let everybody know how you can submit to the mailbag. It's very simple. All you got to do is go to Dark Fringe Radio, and mm-hmm. um, you can either go to our website or just send us a, an email straight to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. So you can do one of two things. Go to our website and shoot us an email there or just shoot us an email straight from uh, your email source, thedarkfringe at gmail.com and send us any kind of mailbag question or anything like that uh, or suggestion for the show or if you want to be a guest, uh, you have an interesting story, please let us know. So anyways, just wanted to remind everybody our second anniversary show is coming up here probably within the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, me yep. and Jay have been doing this. Uh, it's two, two years, years, Jay. Crazy. Two fucking years, man. Can you believe that? Crazy. All and all the shit that has happened in two years and how much we've grown. Uh, if as you consume these podcasts, sometimes you go back and listen to some of those older shows. Uh, you'll really hear a uptick in the quality. You'll you'll hear the naturalness of the banter, but you'll certainly hear how we've improved. Uh, it's been a hell of a two years. Yeah, no, it certainly has. And, you know, listen, I thank you very much for, you know, uh, joining me and uh, going through this whole process with me. Um, I couldn't do it without you, and I appreciate it. And so uh, we're on our second year anniversary. So what we're doing is we want to kind of like uh, share um, your sentiments about the podcast or any kind of stories that you have uh, regarding the paranormal, conspiracy theories, anything like that. I mean, anything weird and strange and, uh, you know, unusual. That's what we do here at Dark Fringe Radio. We are, are the forefront and the. Uh, the, the, the superstars when it comes to this kind of stuff. And we're going to continue to bring that information to you constantly. But we also want to hear what you have to bring to the table as well. So um, what uh, Jay and I have developed is a hotline for Dark Fringe Radio. And we've been posting that uh, here for the last couple of days. It's actually been quite interesting uh, where we've set up this hotline where you can actually call in and leave your uh, sediments about the podcast, 
um, how you feel about uh, our second anniversary show coming up. Uh, any strange or unusual circumstances that you've uh, come in, uh, into play in the last, you know, whatever years or whatever. Anything that you basically have experienced, we want to hear it. Anything strange or unusual, anything like that. So what we're going to do is uh, post all that information on our uh, Facebook and all our social media. Please call into the number. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, just give us something, something. We'd, we'd love to hear uh, your voice. And what we're going to do, what we plan to do is um, actually play the audio on one of our, uh, actually on the anniversary show. So um, the uh, way you can do that is uh, by calling us at 561-600-8859. Again, the phone number is 561 600 8859. That is the Dark Fringe Radio Hotline. Uh, so just make sure you go ahead and uh, go ahead and do that for us. Uh, we would certainly appreciate it. So uh, anything else for the intro, Jay? Nope. That's it. That's a lot. Call us maybe. Yeah, call us maybe, hopefully. So uh, this week we have a couple interesting emails, Jay, and um, we're going to get into that right here, right now. Uh, first one comes from a Jack Hopper from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Jack Hopper. Jack Hopper. And Jack Hopper. It sounds like a... Like a nasty grasshopper, more like one of the Disney movies. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Here comes Jack Hopper, kids. <laughs> well, Jack Hopper from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, subject is Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Uh, hello, Will and Jay. I'm not sure if you guys saw any of the news that's been happening in the last few weeks regarding Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, of course, starting with him being arrested in New York uh, for trial tra- trafficking charges. Um, and uh, also... Uh, as of last night, it looks like uh, Mr. Epstein uh, was trying to kill himself. Well, I don't know, Jay. They said they found marks around his neck, and they said they can't rule out of an assault either. So uh, they said they actually questioned a few people regarding that. So uh, it's shocker, shocker, right? Exactly. So um, I mean, what do you think, Jay? I mean, this guy has connections politically with some high-powered elite members. Obviously, he has records of people being at, you know, his uh, Lolita Island, where Mm -hmm. a lot of that shit happened. And um, the Lolita Express, which was the private jet that would take individuals from said place to the island. Um, So, you know, you're starting to see all this stuff unravel. Uh, You find Epstein uh, semi-unconscious in his his cell room. Uh, and I mean, what do you think? You think he's going to make it to uh, actual testimony or, or anything like that, Jay? I don't know, man. I I, I wouldn't put my money on it. Uh, I wouldn't put my money on it. He, you, you're right. He has a lot of connections. He, he knows a lot of people, but that also means that he knows things about those people that they don't want him to divulge to the public. So uh, he's in a bad spot, man. He's in a bad, bad spot. I do not envy him one bit. No, I think you're right, Jay. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I don't know if this guy's going to make it to any type of court trial or anything, but uh, he obviously has some type of connection with some very high-powered individuals because you're starting to see a lot of this stuff unravel little by little. Um, And I'm not sure if you heard this or not, Jay, but um, as of last night, too, there was a representative, a Democratic representative um, down here in South Florida who urged the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office to do a outside investigation as to how they were treating him while he was in house arrest. I'll let you guys do your own research on the house arrest that he was on. Basically, he uh, was able to come and go as he pleases, Jay. And um, yep. there was no, you know, the records were fucking shoddy. Um, yep. And ever since then, this lady has come out and said that she supposedly has received death threats 
And, oh, sure. Uh, oh, and, and it's been saying like, oh, don't don't push them, you know, this 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 matter any further, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, text messages, you know, threatening her not her life. So, you know, now she's coming out and telling everybody, you know, what's been happening. But I mean, this seems to be going much deeper than just some, you know, local pedophile guy that, you know, is up the street, you know, touching kids. This seems to be a lot more than just that. It does seem to happen a lot, happen a lot in, in the wealthier, more eclectic circles. Uh, I don't look at the whole pedophilia thing. I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't understand it. It, it just need, that needs to stop. Like, it's just, I mean, come on, man. What the hell's wrong with people? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, at the same time, you know, we are dealing with these people who are very wealthy, very powerful. Um, so they can kind of get away with it. I mean, you know, for what Jeffrey Epstein did and for the type of uh, punishment that he got the last time, I mean, he was basically able to go to work, um, yep. you know, do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, yep. He just basically had a police escort everywhere he went. <laughs> yeah, it sounds rough. You know, so, yeah, it didn't sound too bad. You know what I mean? Mostly he wasn't hitting hard times, yeah. you know. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds in the future. Um, we're going to have to just, you know, keep following this story very, very closely. So, and which we'll continue to do, um, as long as you follow us on our social media. Again, like I mentioned earlier, we're constantly dropping, you know, the, the latest as to what's happening on all, all the time, all the time, all the time. So, all the time. Uh, Jay, uh, so that brings uh, an end to that one, and I wanted to thank um, uh, Jack Hopper for that one. And, Jack uh, Hopper. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jack. And uh, the next one comes from uh, Terry Simmons from Palm Harbor, Florida, not far from us. We're in the same state. Uh, and this one, the subject is Air, uh, Storm Area 51. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jay. So, Dude. Yeah. Bro. Dude. Uh, so the, what the fuck? I know. So Terry writes, uh, "Hey guys, wanted to know if either of you have uh, would be attending the Storm Area 51 event in September." Uh, Terry, that's a hard no. No. From my end, Jay, how about you? Are you attending? Yeah. Mm, no. No. I I prefer my head attached to my neck. That's yeah. where it goes. It's, that's where it belongs. It's just a little cozy home. I, I don't want some marine to slice it off with bullets. That's not gonna be cool. So so you're telling me Silly. you don't want to get fucked up by the military? Is that what you're saying at the end of the day? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's a, it's a, it's a military military base. It's a, it's a big, big, big building. It's a big white building uh, with guns and and probably lasers. Lasers. Uh, and it's a military insta installation. I mean, I don't care how many of us are out there with our AR-15s. That's not gonna take but one tank and. Yeah, that's listen, about it. Once they, uh, and and this like the Naturo run that they talk about doing, that's don't think that's gonna work out very well either. Bro, let me tell you, once you start running towards the fucking base, they're gonna fuck you up very fast. And I'm not telling you about bullets. They might even use some type of like sonic weapon on your ass, where you just fucking crumble to the floor. I'm telling you, don't do it. it this is all a some fucking Facebook post that some kid made. And it's it's ridiculous. It's silly, dude. It's, it's silly. I just seriously, people. It's it's a military base <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of the fucking of desert. nowhere. Yeah, where are you, where are you going? hoping to gain? Yeah, where are you going? <laughs> what? Let's let let's just play in in little dreamland right. and pretend that there is stuff at Area 51. Let's let's think that our government isn't so smart that they're 
they're thinking, hey, everybody knows about Area 51 now. We're going to move some stuff, uh, and they're not going to find anything but some empty crates and possibly the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, like, I, I think you're 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 wishing a little bit too much there, Jay. <laughs> a little I Indiana mean, Jones on there. But Listen. the point the point still stands. The point still stands. Area the too many people know about Area Fifty One before this whole thing started. I don't think the military should just leave their shit there. So, no. Even not. if you do, even if you do get into the base, uh, you're not gonna find anything. That's one. And then two, it's a base. Or planes and <laughs> tanks and very very big men with very big guns. Oh, you know that that was a conversation I was having with someone earlier. I was like, they were asking about it because they know that I'm into conspiracy theories, right? They know mm-hmm. that I'm into everything like that. So they asked me, they asked me opinions about all this shit that comes out. So you know, a coworker comes up to me and says, "Hey, what do you think about this Storm Area 51 thing?" And I'm like, "Listen, at the end of the day." There's not going to be anything there. Even if they storm the place by happenstance, let's just say, let's just say they get lucky. And yep. the military says, you know what? We're not going to do anything. We're going to let these people come in and do what they have to do. Let them raid the whole fucking place. We're not going to even have workers there. This whole fucking place is going to be empty. That's what's going to happen. There's not going to be anything there. Listen, no. if you want to raid somewhere that has the secrets, raid the fucking Vatican. That's where the secrets are, people. You want to find secrets? About the world, the real shit, the Vatican. Let me tell you, the Vatican has a fucking underground bunker which is can treasure troves of just information from the Swiss past. Shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's not, there's not anything there. Oh, there's not anything. Although I do like, I do like what Bud Light has done. Did you oh, know what Bud Light did? That's so smart, dude. You know, I, I mean, so smart. anybody who brings out an alien. Or any alien that comes out gets free Bud Light for life. I'm willing to like denounce my own parents and say I came from Bloop Bloop Land. <laughs> Bloop Bloop Land. Listen, it's a Bloop great, Land. great, great marketing ploy on the part of Bud. Uh, I, I can't give it enough. Listen, they've been great at marketing for a long time. People don't don't remember. I mean, do you remember when they had that fucking time when the that everybody was doing the um, that one commercial where everybody was calling each other like what's that the whole shit that was Bud Light that was Bud they fucking know with that that was like one of the first things that like commercials where people were like oh shit did you, did you see that commercial and then they would do like a series of these same commercials but just different and it was great I mean they were always good at marketing so listen I, I give it to them listen they're, they're I mean the, the Clydesdales and the Bud Whiter I mean so many great markets they are one of the most powerful and successful marketing firms ever and uh i drink Bud light i prefer it so i'm glad that they're gonna be giving it out to the aliens <laughs> well we'll have something in common well let's see let's see how that all works let's see if they bring anything back from area 51 jay but i can tell you and i can oh, tell you. the uh a listener who wrote in that uh email that n- neither jay or myself will be at the uh, Star- storm area 51 event so uh, I wanted to thank both those individuals for sending in uh, their uh, mailback questions for this week. And um, listen, uh, Jay, uh, this week we have a very special uh, interview with uh, Mr. James Piles. And uh, James Piles uh, is an author, and uh, he wrote a short story called The Recall. And uh, something I wanted to kind of mention to you, Jay, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, but this all started with a meme that I posted. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that um, – a person uh, was able to come up with a whole story 
uh, based off a meme that we posted here at Dark Fringe Radio. And That's the, awesome. Yeah, no, it, it, it seriously is. I mean, the 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 meme itself was a meme regarding the wow signal. And I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you know this or not, Jay, uh, but the wow signal was a signal that was uh, that we recorded back, I think, in 1976. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on the year, but it was in the 70s. But basically, it was an anomaly that we basically picked up from somewhere. We heard some type right. of radio, radio signal that we got back, some type of response. Couldn't make it out. But basically, when the printout was coming out, as the as the scientist was listening to the signal, um, he actually wrote "Wow," and that become dubbed the, the "Wow, wow signal. signal." Exactly. So, um, Mr. James Piles, um, what he did was actually he uh, wrote a short, short story uh, regarding uh, this actual event, and it was a fictional. He, he wrote a fictional story regarding it, and um, I mean, just a great, great short story. Uh, regarding aliens and us uh, being able to assimilate with aliens and living a daily life with them it's just it's really cool um you can uh, check that out into the spring to sci-fi uh 2019 um anthology series that's coming out right now and then you can follow all of his work by going to his website poweredbyrobots.com so that's his website you can check out all his uh uh, work there, all his publications, everything that he's doing. So we're going to be getting into that uh, conversation with Mr. James Piles here in a second. So we hope you guys enjoy. Boom. This is William Lawrence with BentLights.com. You're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. Dark Fringe Radio listeners, our guest tonight is a published science fiction, fantasy, and technical writer. He has currently had several short stories published in anthologies, and his latest work, a story called The Recall, is featured in the Spring into Sci-Fi 2019 edition anthology series. This sci-fi fantasy story is set in 1977, where a strange radio signal from space gives the strongest indication humanity has ever had that there is intelligent life beyond the earth but has only lasted 72 seconds and has never been repeated until now please welcome our guest to dark fringe radio author of the recall mr james piles james thanks for coming on dark fringe radio tonight thank you it's a privilege to be here will thank you again and uh listen this has been something that uh you know you've been talking about um doing for some time and uh we talked about it i think it was several months ago maybe even last year and, uh, you know, you were telling uh, me about Actually, this. February. February. Okay. So, yeah, it's been some months. And um, it's finally yep. great to see this, you know, all come into fruition. And you actually starting to get into the sci-fi side of writing. I know this is something that uh, you have, um, you know, are starting to get into little by little. But um, please, uh-huh. you know, James, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your past. Um, tell us what got you into writing uh, and then what uh, brought you into the sci-fi realm of the genre of writing. Well, that's, that goes back really a lot of decades until I was probably in junior high and was reading books by Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, John Carter, uh, Mars Stories, um, E.E. E. Doc Smith, uh, Skylarker of Space. And I've always loved science fiction and fantasy, and I've always wanted to write, but I never really felt that I was competent. Um, and so every so many years, so many decades, I would make the attempt of it, and then um, through really more than random chance, I ended up being a writer, but more of textbooks in, in technology, uh, science, c- 
computer networking, that sort of thing. And only really this year have I been successful in um, publishing something that's really creative, that's really been the place where I've lived for most of my life, like science fiction and fantasy, where I really wanted to be. And so I'm totally thrilled that this is actually happening in my, my stage of life. Yeah, no, this is awesome because it obviously it seems to that what you were did you, you the first books that you did the technical books that kind of gave you the, uh-huh. the probably the premise and maybe a little bit more of the the feeling that you could actually do that and accomplish writing those books. You know, you did what you had to do at that point. That was the first step, and now you're actually getting to write what you actually love, which, um, which and, and, and yeah, no, it's just, yeah, that that go ahead. it's perfect. I mean, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. Well, yeah, no, listen, that's great. And it obviously is going to show in your work here. And let's get into um, your work. Uh, it's actually been featured in this anthology series called Spring into Sci-Fi 2019. Of course, the 2019 edition of the of the book. Um, right. So every year they come up with these, these uh, you know, comp- uh, compilation of stories. So let's talk about yours. It's called The Recall. And I know we, we briefly touched on it uh, via email. And, you know, you mentioned that. It's loosely based in the 1970s, um, and it's loosely based regarding the wow signal. Uh, tell my listeners uh-huh. a little bit about the wow signal. Well, the wow signal, um, and you know this better than I do, but um, on August 15, 1977, Ohio State University's bigger radio telescope received a radio signal that was undeniably intelligent. For 72 seconds, they received a, well, the, the the researcher that was listening to it actually was so impressed, he wrote, wow, it's which I call the wow signal, in the margins of the printout um, that he was looking at. And there was no real explanation for why this very, very, very strong, very organized signal, very intelligent signal was received by us. And it happened only once. And radio um, telescopes were pointed in the same direction for a number of months afterwards, but they didn't receive this particular signal again. And there's been a lot of attempts to explain it in you know, what we would think of as rational and normal and non-alien sorts of uh, sources, but none of them ever really stuck. I mean, nobody really knows to this day what the well signal is and how it came about. And it's an incredible inspiration for somebody like me because you have a mystery here. And with a mystery that has no resolution and with a fiction writer with an imagination, you can do anything and so i did yeah no that's awesome and it's also because you actually lived through it you know what i mean you lived actually through it and you were a witness well yeah i mean in 1977 yes i was alive in fact that's the same year that star wars came out um and there's a whole separate story about that but yeah the idea is that most people didn't know what was going on at the time but when you discover it and actually i discovered it through you and your website, so thank you for that. Thank um, you. <laughs> and then it lead it led into an incredibly different direction for me. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad I could help there. Uh, but listen, this is a, a great story. That if you could tell me how the, this whole wow signal, this you know this whole event in 1977, how it plays into this fictional uh, sci-fi story that you've created here, please. Okay, there, there's a, a slight side note because when I learned about it and when there was a when Cloaked Press had an open submissions call um, regarding aliens and they wanted a story, uh, and I thought, well, how am I going to do this? Um, there's a comic strip 
I know that sounds odd, but <laughs> I get I got no no really I get inspired. I I love comics from strips. like you know sideways. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's a comic strip called Brewster Rocket, which is basically set in the future, and yes. it's 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 science fictiony, and it's kind of dumb, and it's kind of cute. Um, but back in February, um, they did a strip about how aliens were giving Earth bad reviews on Yelp for things like natural disasters, crime pollution, um, uh, climate change, and the Kardashians. Um, and so I thought, what would be that be like if it were real? What if aliens want, I mean, we have a lot of stories in science fiction where aliens want to take the Earth because of our resources. It's like the Independence Day back in the 1990s, yeah. the aliens wanted to take over Earth and yada, yada, yada. But what if they tried to do that and they realized we'd already screwed the place up and and, and that's why I based my entire story on the idea that aliens have been among us for decades and decades and decades and slowly they basically they've been waiting for us to kill ourselves off because kind of that's what humans do um, but what if we took the earth with us and they couldn't use the darn thing anymore uh, and, and then that's that's the essential present premise of my story. I mean, it has a lot of other kind of touch points um, uh, from the 1960s television show The Invaders, for example, or oh, there's yeah. an episode of Star Trek Next Generation that talks about the same sort of thing. But it, it all comes down to, what if we thwart aliens because we totally screwed the place up? Yeah, that's an interesting concept. I mean, and it's kind of like a, almost like a, ooh, gotcha kind of thing because if they're like waiting kind of to take us over and then they kind of realize, oh, shit, um, this, place is actually, exactly. this place is going down too at the same do- same time and we're in it. Uh, what are we going to do here? You uh-huh. know? <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Exactly. And, I mean, I don't want to give the entire story away, obviously, but right. there's a lot that goes on there with how intelligent life isn't necessarily that self-preserving uh, we you know it, if you yeah, i'm sure you've watched the, the movie the matrix the whole idea that human beings are unique in the sense that we don't have a balance with our environment we basically yeah. consume it like a virus yeah. um and not only do we end up dooming ourselves but we had to throw it in, you know alien invading at the same time yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of a, an old uh, uh, Twilight Zone episode <laughs> where where really? you know where man have just you know used up every resource on Earth possible and you know we're just left with nothing and you know mm-hmm. that's, that's what we do. But uh, it's so interesting yeah. that you put that together and, and you know uh, you know you have the short story. You've you've written a couple of other ones and I know um, you're you're coming up with a novel that's you're putting together pretty soon. Is that correct? That's correct. How soon it actually reaches fruition is, is somewhat questionable. It's interesting because the concept itself, I've, I've created a universe that I really can't let go of. And so several of my other short stories are connected to the novel's universe at different points in time. Um, one of them has recently been accepted for um, publication, but because it's not being uh, marketed yet, I can't really speak to it. But it's, a, it's an intermix of basically steampunk and diesel punk, um, the transition between one and the other. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the concept um, because it enables me to tell a lot of different stories about different people, but in the same plane of existence. And it, it, a lot of my favorite authors have done really the same thing, um, where you... 
create your own world and then you populate it across you know decades of time and then you tell these very interesting stories about people based on um, this this very creative and this very different and this very alternate way that you know the world could work out right yes yeah no that's so interesting especially when you get that dynamic of different people you know of that nature so that's that's wonderful i think that's really great um James, if you could tell me a little bit about your website, I, I actually uh, was on it a little while, you know, looking at some of the different publications that you can read for, and um, you also have a section with you do uh, book and film reviews. Tell tell us a little bit more about your website. Well, my website, I, I compartmentalize my life. I actually have three active um, blogs. Powered by Robots is, is my creative, innovative, you know, spreading out my imagination blog, um, and I created it to as an experiment, you know, a year ago, I really started to start to write fiction types of work, um, science fiction, fantasy, aside of horror. Um, but I didn't know how it was going to turn out. And the way my imagination works is that in order for me to process information, I actually have to write because um, nothing else really makes sense. And, you know, people are talking. I can't really just listen to them and absorb information. If I take notes, it makes more sense. And so that's really what, for me, what blogging is all about. So Powered by Robots is basically my imagination expressing itself uh, and going in different directions. I, I started doing a lot of, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there are a lot of online writing challenges, you know, things like, you know, Here's the theme, use 150 words to write a complete story about it, or here's a picture, use 500 words to write a complete story about it. So it's, it's a way of, of saying two things. One is, okay, how can I take someone else's idea, some premise or whatever, and create something new and different about it, and how can I limit it into a certain number of words? Most of these short stories that I write for various publishers have certain limitations on thematic limitations, uh, word count limitations. And so it, it invites us a level of discipline um, that mixes in with the level of creativity that you can't just, you know, writing isn't just about spawning ideas. Uh, first drafts of anything are horrible. They're, they're, they're sketches. Um, so you really need to, to make imagination with a sense of really adulthood, yeah, no, for lack of a I better term. I, love um, I think it's a great In story. order to create something that people will enjoy, because if you think about anything that you've read that's creative and imaginative that you've enjoyed, it's also been organized. Because if it wasn't, it would be horrible. I mean, it would be a disaster. It would be like you know reading somebody's um, grocery list, for example. Um, okay, there's information there, but it's boring. Um, and, and I've, I've walked out of movie theaters and I've put down novels exactly for that reason. Because, okay, you're smart, I get it, but you can't tell an interesting story. And so in order to do that, you have to not only be able to feel and be creative, but you have to think. You have to be organized. And that's the hardest part about being an author uh, of something creative. I've written textbooks about computer networking and of course, it requires a lot of discipline, a lot of information, but it's not particularly interesting. I mean, it is for if you're trying to learn that sort of stuff, but I wouldn't read that, at, you know. And there's a know, lot of structure. Clock in the morning. Yeah, and there's a lot of structure to some a text like that. You know, mm -hmm. there's you know where the right. beginning and so, you know where the end is going to be in a, in, a, in a book like that. 
Uh-huh, right. And and I've got I've got two grandchildren, a 10-year-old grandson and a 4-year-old granddaughter. She turns 4 tomorrow. And for the past like I don't know, since my grandson was 5, we have told each other stories um about, you know, we, we create a situation, create a set of characters and a circumstance and we play it out. The first story that I've written that was published was based on a story I wrote for him four years ago about a dragon and how the dragon comes to live with a family. And I couldn't ask for a better inspiration for a fantasy or a fiction than my grandchildren because they're extremely inspirational. And even more, I mean, I think that that's really the, the trigger for me. I mean, I've been around for decades and decades and decades, and I wanted to write and wanted to write and wanted to write, and it never worked until they were alive. So they were the trigger, I guess, the trigger point that got you to that. To that, to that. They, they were, especially my grandson, Landon. He's, he, he's 10 now. Um, he has an imagination like mine. <laughs> and... and we kind of meet at that intersectional point um, where you know, I can be young enough to be kind of fanciful, but I'm adult enough to be able to contain it in kind of a bucket that makes stuff. Make. In fact, we, we actually are writing a novel together. It's going to take years because, again, he's 10 and I'm not. Um, <laughs> and he gives me the concept. You know, yeah, I know. He gives me the concepts and I turn it into cohesive English. Um, but he's actually got a pretty good idea. I mean, I think it would make a very young adult novel eventually. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that we can do together that you know, it really kind of skips over a generation. Um, his, his mom and his dad are different human beings. Um, but he and I are very much alike. And I, I, I think we kind of liberate each other. That's funny how that happens, though, huh? It's, it's interesting. It, it is. And it's almost it like is. watching... A, oh, yeah, this is a... It's like watching it's a younger like version of yourself okay. in a way. It's just like, it's, weird. it's like watching a younger version of yourself in a way. It's very weird. In, in a way, in a way, because when I was his age, I, was, I used to do a lot of drawing. Mm-hmm. I was not very good at it, right. but <laughs> I would take the things in my world, comic books, television stuff, and I would draw stories out. And he sort of does the same thing, but he does it more with words. Um, than he does with pictures and, you know, looking back in time and looking at him, we really are kind of doing the same thing. We're processing the world around us through our imagination in an attempt to try to make some sort of sense of it and be able to kind of control it and, and, and impose our personalities, our imaginations on it. Yeah, that's... And, and I think that that's really what writing is. That's really what creativity is. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Now that's wonderful, and you know that's that's a, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing a, a project like that with your grandson, and uh, you know I couldn't applaud you more uh-huh. for doing something like that. Also, I <laughs> on the site you do a lot of uh, book and film reviews, which I love. Um, you know, they're you know, uh-huh. short blurbs that you you know give for these movies, and I think they're great. I mean, you know, I think everybody should check that out. Again, everybody can check that out. His website's called poweredbyrobots.com, and you can check out um, you know where all his publications are. Uh, the book and film reviews, you know, about him, all everything you need to know about Mr. James Piles. And uh, James, so do you have anything else you're going to come out with besides the uh, novel I know you're working on? Uh, do you have any other short stories you have cooking on the stove? Um, like I said, that uh, the last 
few that have been accepted for publication that haven't been marketed yet, so I can't actually talk about them. I would love to talk about them, and I certainly will publish that when I am allowed to. Um, but beyond that, it's just it's just the next project. It's just the next challenge that somebody presents me says, "Can you do this?" And I says, "Go, well, let me give it a shot." Uh, but it's actually, one of the next ones is. Uh, from an independent publisher, say, okay, write a novella in 30 days. Well, <laughs> it, I'm, a, I'm a plotter and I'm a schemer. I like to think a lot. I like yeah. to kind of ruminate. Right. I organize. And it, but that's super time-consuming. That is. The stuff, and it, it is. It really is. Um, but somebody says, okay, how quick can you be? How quick and creative can you be in this amount of time? Can you write? 30,000 words in 30 days. Actually, one of my books, um, a, a, a more technically um, organized book, I had my agent call me up one time. Uh, this was a few years ago. and says, okay, can you write 13 chapters in 30 days? And I said, how much do you want to pay me? Uh, and we settled on a price, and I didn't have a life yeah. for the next month. Oh, um, <laughs> but I saved the project because the original project manager totally bailed. Um, and I, but I enjoy that sort of thing. I mean, and there's part of me that hates it because I love being able to get, you know, when you write a novel, there really is no time constraint. When you write a technical book, you have to write it in yeah. 90 days because technology goes obsolete so quickly. And so when you're writing a fixed book, you know, it's not like a website they can change. I mean, it, it's there forever. Um, so you have to be fast. And would it be fast and creative? Yeah, I couldn't. I'm, I'm creative, but I'm not fast. I can tell you that. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> if they told me to do that, I would just crack. I would just buckle at that point. I was just like, no way. But uh, I'd have to give you a call and say, hey, <laughs> Chase, what am I going to do here? But uh, no, that's awesome. Listen, uh, I applaud you. Listen, I hope you do well with this short story. Um, if there's anything else that you come up with in the future, please let me know and we'll get you on here again. And uh, we'll promote anything that you have going on. Um, again, please uh, tell everybody where where they can find all your stuff. What site? Okay, uh, www.robots.com. Um, that's my creative site. And pretty much what you see is what you get. That's who I am. Appreciate the opportunity being interviewed by you. And thank you very much. No, awesome. Listen, James, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Um, I can see that uh, you're going to have a bright future when it comes to this. I push you and urge you to do more and more and more. I, I love your Twitter, um, your Twitter stuff. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I just oh, you're, you're unique in that sense. Oh, yeah. I sit there and, <laughs> and I just grin. I grin like a Cheshire cat. And I just sit there and I just <laughs> – I love it. I love it. But, um, yeah, you can check um, all, all of Jim's stuff at poweredbyrobots.com. Again, that's poweredbyrobots.com. And then, of course, his book, his short story, The Recall, you can find that. Uh, in the uh, newest uh, publication of the sci-fi uh, annual uh, 2019. Um, hold on, what was the name of that again? That was the... Spring into Sci-Fi there we go. 2019 edition. Spring into Sci-Fi 2019 edition anthology series. So please uh, check that out. Again, James, you're a wonderful guest. We'd love to have you back on in the future. And thanks again for coming on Dark Fringe Radio. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, sir. All right, James. You have a great night. Thank you so much. And thanks, guys, for uh, 
listening to that interview with Mr. James Piles, man, listen, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was a great interview, and I uh, appreciate uh, James for coming on the podcast. Again, you can follow all of his work at poweredbyrobots.com. Make sure you go there, check out his work, and uh, please check out that book, Spring into Sci-Fi 2019 Anthology Series, and uh, check out his story, The Recall. And That's cool. uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast, James, and spreading that. And anything else that you have coming out in the future, you are a welcome guest uh, to come on anytime. So uh, thank anytime. you. Anytime. So, uh, Jay, that brings us uh, to uh, our uh, second to last segment of the uh, night, or the last segment of the night, which is What to Watch. And, yeah, uh, the What to Watch. We got a lot of them. So well, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't whittle it down. I had three of mine to go with, so you guys are just going to get a few extra bonuses. There What's up, hey, friends? Extra content for us people. So listen, Jay, what do you have this week for what to watch? Tell us. Well, the first one has got to be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, a classically awful 80s movie featuring one Keanu Reeves before anybody knew that Keanu Reeves was going to be Keanu Reeves. Before he was the badass of John Wick that he is now. Or Neo. Neo. Or yeah. the guy from Point Break. People forget him there, too. Or Constantine. Mm. Yeah, Constantine. He was a badass he, in Constantine. He was a badass. He's a he's a fantastic actor, fantastic uh, fighter. So recently, they just signed on to do a Bill and Ted's 3. With Keanu, with the whole, the whole crew now, all these years later. So it'll be interesting to see what they've done with the whole dynamic. So... My first, my first two what to watches are Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which came out in '89, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which, for my my preferences, I actually like that one a little bit better. Really? So you actually like the sequel better than the original? That's you. Usually... I like the sequel better than the original. I like the whole uh, unconfident Grim Reaper portion. I like the, the fact that the the smartest genius in the universe wasn't a human. Uh, the whole robot fighting scene. And then, of course, the end you get kisses God made rock and roll for you. <laughs> yeah, listen, I mean, it's a great film. I mean, I'm not a great film as far as great, like, you know, films that are oh, it's awful. classic. But it's 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 a special place in our heart. And it's a really it's slightly niche. It is slightly niche, but it's a great fucking movie. It's Fantastic. Came out in 91. So they just signed on to do a third one of those. So those are my first two. And then my last one, I just went to go see uh, the new Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Yes. Oh, unbelievable. Incredible movie. I really like how they portrayed the whole exposing of who's going to be the bad guy. So if you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling it. Don't get mad at me. Ah, but um, the whole storyline of it, it's, it's fantastic. Time. Yeah, they've had enough time to watch it. But yeah, no, listen, I've heard nothing but great reviews regarding um, that Spider-Man sequel. And um, at, from what I hear, it sets up all of Phase 4 as well. Is that right, Jay? That is correct. There's two after trailers. So you have to stay all the way through two, and you'll, you'll start to pick up where they're going next. You know, it's um, interesting to me that um, they are actually considering doing a Doctor, or they're actually not considering, they're actually doing it. Um, this uh, pre- uh, not prequel, but sequel to Doctor Strange, and yep. it's supposed to be actually more of a horror movie. Believe it or not, did you hear about that, Jay? I did hear about that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, you know there's a lot of rumors going around about the Dark Avengers um, maybe actually making a uh, uh, an appearance. Um, yep. Which, if you guys don't know, is basically the Avengers, but like uh, evil 
version or versions of right right so you know it's going to be interesting to see if they actually pull that off and um maybe they're starting to go through this whole dark phase uh starting with dr strange and you know it being more of a horror thriller uh versus more than an action so well they're they're talking about because the, the first few phases were understanding that there were special people then the earth being in trouble but then having to be saved by those special people phase three was starting to understand that there was more than just our world phase four was now you've got the whole galactic so it only kind of makes sense that now they're going to pull it back and get some more mythological style they're going to probably talk a little bit more about you know the ghost rider and uh blackheart and all the more kind of supernatural portions aside from just uh you know superheroes but it's also interesting because the MCU has just enveloped the the whole Fox X-Men uh, property. So who knows that the X-Men or, or right. certain members of mutants, the, the whole terminology of mutant hasn't been spoken about yet. So it could be interesting to see how it progresses to that. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome because, um, you know, they're going to be able to introduce uh, the X-Men. And, you know, um, I don't know if you heard this or not, but during the uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Kevin Feige uh, came out and said that, you know, the uh, next big project that he's going to be doing is another Fantastic Four film as well. So, uh, you know, Fantastic Four has been um, built up and ramped up a couple times already. Uh, yeah. I don't you know, know. I don't know how that There was only work. one. There was only one that even remotely worked. Uh, that first Fantastic Four that had Jessica Alba as the uh, invisible girl. But I mean, that's be real man it's i don't know why i don't know why i love the fantastic four so much i love the fantastic four so much i don't know why it can't it doesn't seem to transition i don't get it i don't understand it yeah i don't know i'm not that smart but it just doesn't seem to transition <laughs> on the big screen no it so doesn't. i i don't know man you know i also would like to see uh there was a version of the fantastic four and they could they could do it which version there's is a, that? What are you talking about? There's a, a version where all the Fantastic Four, I believe, had been uh, phased off Earth by Doctor Doom. So they got together the Grey Hulk. Okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah. And Wolverine. I mean, right there. That's it. <laughs> I mean, what else do you freaking need? You got the supernatural side with the Ghost Rider. You got yep. the fucking action nonstop fucking claw... Cutting action with, with the Hulk. Well, with Wolverine. Then you got fucking the Hulk, who's just a fucking. He just destroys everything in his path. You know what I mean? I mean, what else? And then you get the comic relief from Spider Man. Exactly. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to hit all those corners in a comic book, and it certainly does that. I mean. Uh, you're welcome, Marvel. I just figured out the problem. <laughs> you heard it from Jim. I will expect cut. There you go. You can send it directly to my house. Have your people call my. Jay says he wants a cut. Kevin Feige, you heard that? So that's the way to fucking book this, guys. But listen, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. Whatever, no, no matter what happens, Phase Four is going to be awesome. Um, you know, they're they're implementing all these different things into it, and um, you know, only time will tell. But you know, Marvel's done a great job so far of giving us these movies, and uh, we do appreciate it, of course. So uh, that's uh, again for what to watch this week. Um, anything else, Jay, for what to watch? No, that's it for me, man. Just those three. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, their bogus journey, and then Spider-Man. Uh, you have to see it while it's still in the theaters. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, that brings us to the outro, Jay. 
I just wanted to remind everybody where they can listen to the podcast. Go to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. If you want to send us any kind of correspondence uh, or any kind of mailbag questions, you can send that to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're all there. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, please give us a five-star rating and a comment when you uh, go on to whatever um, uh, platform it is that you listen to our podcast. So we do appreciate it. Uh, when you guys do that, of course, Jay, you know, that's 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 how we kind of get paid back for uh, doing the podcast and giving you guys some free entertainment on a weekly basis. So um, make sure you go ahead and do that and uh, subscribe and do all that stuff. So uh, anything else for the outro, Jay? That's it. Just uh, keep the great comment coming, uh, the great content coming, giving us ideas, keep feeding this monster, tell everybody, let it grow so we can all be a much more woke society and and be more open to one another absolutely listen that's that's the most important thing and um another thing i wanted to mention jay as well um because we're starting to see a little bit more of this as well if you guys um are music artists if you guys have a band uh or you know you guys do any kind of music you can submit that to us here at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. We'll play your music here. We'll even critique it if you'd like. Um, but um, what we'll do is uh, we'll play your music on either the intro or the outro. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we'll try to push uh, any kind of uh, uh, you know, artist out there that has some decent music. So we wanted to go ahead and put that out there for you guys. We're starting to see a lot more of that coming in. So uh, we're going to be implementing that into our podcast. So, um, again, that's it for the outro, Jay. And I uh, wanted to... Thank everybody for uh, tuning into the podcast. I'm Will Martinez, and of course, for Jay Galosi. Thank you for joining in on Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you next week. Good night, guys. Thank you for listening to Dark Fringe Radio, recorded in the Mephistopheles Studios. Any correspondence can be sent to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. How anything could change I'm closer But far away But distraction Doesn't last Just adds more to the past All I have is you All I have All I have is you All I have is you I resist as it gets away When I'm there Nothing more I can say a distraction doesn't last, just adds more to the past. All I have is you. All I have is you. All I have is you. Granny! What?
What the hell are you doing? I'm packing. I got my pussy wash. I got my paper towels. What are you packing for? I am going to Area 61. For what? To break in. All my friends are doing it. I was up all fucking night studying how I could break in that motherfucker. You don't have no friends. Fuck you. So... How are you going to break in? I'm going in disguise. Disguise as what? I haven't studied how to speak their language. I'm going... I'm not letting you leave. You're not going nowhere. The hell I ain't. You watch me, motherfucker. Get out of my fucking way. Granny, no! Go in the damn door, asshole! Turn it loose! Get out of the way! Only on Dark Fringe Radio.